This week on Thingamabob. We like like munching, munching, we we like crunching. crunching. We see right through you, Mike Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. A tale of two cookies. Stay tuned for more. Baseball bats and gallon cowboy hats and more. Magic rings and other nerdy things in store. Listen on in, it's time for Thingamabob. Better tune in, it's time for Thingamabob. Thingamabob! Hello, I'm KC, Joshua's mom. And I'm Laura, Brianna's mom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And happy Mother's Day! We are all so tired. Well, hello, Brie. Well, hello, Josh. Hello, everybody listening. And welcome to Thingamabob. This week's theme is snacks. Mm, snacks. <laughs> Snack. <laughs> Snack foods. We're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving you Oreo and cheeses. Mm-hmm. Oreos and cheeses. That was the translation. Yeah, we're very excited for our snacks today mm-hmm. because snacking is like really good therapy. <laughs> I don't want to like expose myself, but no, snacking is my form of therapy. Self medicating with snacks. <laughs> we all have our addictions. You know, we do. And we mine do. is Cheez Its. It really is. <gasps> it is. Not you calling me out like do you, that. Do you want to tell the people about your Halloween costume? Well, hopefully they'll see it. <laughs> That's true. We're we're gonna post a picture of it anyways. But if you haven't been over to the Instagram, like you should go visit. Uh, <laughs> it's a great place. It's a great place at Thingamabob Podcast. Yes, I was a cheese it box for Halloween this yeah. last Halloween twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and it was a great costume. It really was. It spent me. I spent like probably twelve hours. You put so much detail into making. it. It was it hard. Was, it was a tough it was a tough object. Yeah. And it was like a last minute idea. I mean last minute you had enough time to craft it, obviously. But, it, but the amount of time that I had to put in it meant mm-hmm. that it was l- too last minute for me to be able to put that amount of yeah. time into it. So it was like it was, two days before Halloween and you were like And it still wasn't enough time. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, you know, I don't want to boast, but I feel like I'm the queen of last minute Halloween costumes. You are I like it's can not pull boasting. shit together. Yeah, every every year it's like you don't have a plan until the last second and yeah. then whatever plan you come up with is amazing. It's I think it's because I like don't ever want to like pull something out that's dumb. So I'm like, <laughs> well, what can I do with like the limited resources yeah. that I have to like make something at least a little fun? Mm-hmm. And so one year I like dressed as one of our friends, which was funny just mm-hmm. because I was our friend. But then another year I like stole all of Bree's clothes and was moaning Myrtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. was including a wig, it a was ratty a, old wig. A ratty. We love her. She's really <laughs> struggling. Her, I think her name is just it is Myrtle now. The wig is named Myrtle. Yeah, she's yeah. looking real rough. She's real rough. She needs at least a brush. I know, and I don't. I don't even know. I feel like brushing her would make her fall apart 
because it's like a, a cheap party city wig. So No, this was a vanity. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was such a cheap wig. I feel like taking a brush to it would like just destroy it, but something must be done because she's looking bad. Oh no. Anyway, yeah. enough about Halloween costumes. <laughs> Let's get to Rose and Thorn. What was your what was your thorn this week? Okay. My thorn this week, I've said it once, I'll say it a million more times, probably. It's my sleep schedule. <laughs> It's oh, my God. <laughs> it's always my sleep schedule. It really is. I know. Can you figure that out, please? I can't. For all of us? Because I feel like I figure it out for, like, a couple of days. And then there will be one night out of the week where I'm like, I'm not tired. Or I don't realize what time it is. And then it turns into 3 a.m. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, it's three. Oh, how did this happen to me? Stays up for one more hour. (laughs) And then, right. And then I'm like, well, I might as well stay up till six. Now, no, I do normally go to bed by the time it hits 3 a.m., but it's very late. And so then to get eight hours of sleep, I have to sleep until 11. But then that's not always viable because I have to, like, work and do things. So then I have to get up early. And then the whole thing is messed up. And my, like, body is very bad about having, like, one off day and then going back to a regular schedule. Like, I can't do that. If I have one oh. bad day, it's messed up for at least a week. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's, well, that I love is my that thorn. for you. Thank you so much. Uh, if I'm consistent in anything, it is having a bad sleep schedule. So, good for me. What's <laughs> <laughs> your thorn, Josh? No. <laughs> my thorn this week is that I... It actually has to do with sleep a little bit, too, but in a different way. I woke uh. up with a migraine this morning. Mm. I, like, wasn't really ready to wake up. My alarm was set for, like, 8.30. Mm -hmm. And I woke up at 7 Mm -hmm. to a, you know... Well, because normally first, if you ever get, like, chronic migraines, you know, like, you get auras first, which Mm -hmm. are, like, little floaties. uh, And those happen. And so I, like, my eyes woke up because it's light, because it's morning. (laughs) Your eyes woke up. (laughs) My eyes woke up, and all of a sudden I saw the floaties, and I said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And I tried to close my eyes and go back to bed. But my anxiety of knowing what comes after the floaties, which is a horrible headache, was keeping me up. And so then I was just up and I was like, well, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to make bacon because (laughs) I don't need to like succumb to this uh, horrible headache. I can just like, you know, get up and make something of it. And so I got up really early on the opposite (laughs) end of (laughs) Brianna. Yep. Yeah. Opposite schedules. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. (laughs) What was your roast though? My rose was that uh, my very good, wonderful friend, Joshua Stackelberg. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> gave me a birthday present right early, before early recording this podcast. Yeah. So early. Uh, yeah. My birthday is not for a long time. It's but... <laughs> funny because I'm, I'm I'm coming. OK, so I'm leaving New York for a little bit for yeah. a, a theater contract, an unnamed theater contract. <laughs> um, but I'm coming back like not too far after your birthday. Mm-hmm. So in retrospect, I'm like, in, and by in retrospect, I mean, this was literally minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I probably could have waited a little bit and just given it to her after but we were talking about it and i was like you know what i'm gonna do it the thoughts the thought was nice and it was you know how long i've had that magazine how long Uh, since february since oh my god i ordered it january 21st because no wait i ordered it january like some teen because it was the february issue Mm -hmm. and i was like okay well i'm gonna get this obviously Mm -hmm. i have to order it early and it arrived a month after oh my god and i was like okay well this is a birthday gift naturally but at the same time i'm like I have to order it because it's the February issue. That's so sweet. For context, Josh got me uh, Kamala Harris's cover of 
Vogue. Uh, and to our, clarify, yeah. so they released uh, the, there was drama, right? There was the Kamala Harris cover yeah. that was her and it was like messy and people were like, wow, you're you're going to do the first female of color vice president on this mm-hmm. messy thing. So, and then they posted on their Instagram a powerful her in a blue suit yeah. on a gold background or something like that. And so they got backlash because they were like, oh, you're going to post that here. So they released a limited amount of uh, powerful blue suit things. And so I was like, I need to order that right now because that will not last. And it's like a limited edition. It wasn't the one that they published. I didn't even realize it was a limited edition. I'm telling you now. Wow. Because they got backlash because they released the bad one in the physical copy. And then everyone was like, how dare you? So they released the good one. In the physical in copy, in edition. like a limited run, yeah. Wow. Oh my uh, gosh, I got a limited edition Kamala Vogue cover. You better chair it. No wonder it took so long to show up because it was limited edition and like a, a second month. print. So it was probably like a weird... I got it at the end of February and I was like, are you kidding me? This is yeah. the February issue. I don't care if it's the limited edition. Like, <laughs> I'm over this. Luckily, it wasn't for me. So I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, and my birthday, even as of now, is still, is still so far away. <laughs> so far away. <laughs> it's a very early birthday. Gift, I know, but... but I knew that I had to get it early, and yeah. I was like, because I knew like how how much this means for like women everywhere. Yeah, but like how much I meant to you too because we were there that night. Yeah, and we it talked was, about like, it. It was a special moment for like to see the first woman female. I said woman and female <laughs> <laughs> of color yeah. vice president of the United States. It's a historical thing, and then yeah. also I love Vogue so much, and I love fashion, so it was like a fun <laughs> magazine as well. Yeah. and she looks so great on that cover yeah. that it was just like powerful. Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to tell you my thorn. This is such a long intro. Thank you. That's my rose. I love it. Thanks. You're welcome. What's yours? My rose this week is uh, Phil. He's my plant. Um, Your child, your son. My child, my son. His flower is opening. He's flowering. a woman. (laughs) (laughs) He's being deflowered. No! Oh, God. Phil deserves it, too. Phil deserves love. <laughs> Phil deserves everything. He's everything. Oh God, I'm so nervous about taking care of Phil when you're gone. I'm gonna be a single, a single mother to <laughs> Phil. You, I know. I'm going to war. <laughs> I'm going to war, and Bree is the stay-at-home mom yeah, for Phil. With Phil, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. fine. He's gonna do fine. You're gonna be fine. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It'll it's be gonna great. be fine. Also, he was only twenty bucks, so it's like worst comes to worst. I can just get a I'll new. Just, Phil. I'll buy you a new child. I'll get Phil. T- no, <laughs> that was my parents. So it was so funny. My parents used to. Well, we had goldfish, and uh, they would get really bigger over, like really bigger. They yeah. would get bigger overnight. And I'd be like, oh, my God, my fish is so big. This is so cool. And then my parents, years later, were like, Joshua, no, no, no. Your fish didn't get bigger overnight. We replaced your fish because it died. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Parents lie to make their kids happy. They do. I'll replace Phil, and you'll be like, wow, my, he has like 20 flowers now. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How much you took care of I him. Just, like, yeah, right. Such a good job. I would not believe <laughs> that. The one plant I've ever kept alive. <laughs> no. You you would have texted me, so I would have been like, probably. Clocking it. You're just going to text me just in case. I will. I'll text you Phil updates. I'll just send you a picture of his one flower. I'll be like, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> his flower's open. Yeah, his He's flower's open. opening. Do you have a th- rose? I'm. Thorns and Rose, it just doesn't exist this week. I already told you. Wait, what was <laughs> it? It's the Kamala cover. Wait, what was your thorn? My thorn was my sleep schedule, Josh. We already did this. Okay, I've had some wine tonight. <laughs> and I um, 
I'm confessing. That you've had wine? Yeah, that was a weird way to word that. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, Brie, enough of this. I'm literally like, everyone's over this. Okay, let's just let's, get into it. Let's, let's get, into get it. to Let's talk objects. about your Oreo. Okay. <laughs> okay, Dash. I'm going to tell you about Milk's favorite cookie today. <laughs> it certainly talk is. All about Oreos. Um, so I'm just going to let you know that I've titled my segment for today, A Tale of Two Cookies. And that Two? Yes, <gasps> two. And that explains uh, what you're going to hear about. Okay, so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we start our story with Jacob Luce, a young man. <laughs> Don't laugh at I'm his name already. Okay, Jacob okay. Luce. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a young man looking for a new opportunity in the late 1800s. Jacob buys the Coral Cracker and Candy Company in Kansas City, Missouri. A lot of k sounds there. Nice. Uh, and then he renames it Loose Brother Manufacturing, then renames it once more in 1895 to the American Biscuit Company. Uh, Jacob worked with his brother Joseph and began a partnership with a man named Joseph Wiles, therefore changing the name again to the Loose Wiles Biscuit Company. <laughs> That's worse! It is. We're going backwards, uh, <laughs> but forwards at the same time. No, no, not both! <laughs> <laughs> now, at this same time, Jacob was on the board of another biscuit-making company called the National Biscuit Company, or Nabisco for short. Why didn't I know that? <laughs> I don't know why you would. I didn't. That's fascinating. Yeah. National Biscuit Company. Nabisco. Nabisco. It's like all the words smooshed together. Well, I love that. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, but Jacob felt that this was a conflict of interest with his personal biscuit company. So <laughs> he liquidated his shares of <laughs> Nabisco. And <laughs> What? <laughs> he just like left. He left the company. He didn't know how big it was going to be. He didn't. And we'll talk more about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he left the company to focus on his own personal biscuit company. Mm -hmm. Biscuits being cookies. I don't know when that change happened, but they make cookies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and his company had undergone yet another name change and was now called Sunshine Biscuits and would remain this way for quite some time. Sunshine? Sunshine Biscuits. Now, Biscuits. the story that I heard about how it got its name is that they opened up a new warehouse because they were, like, making other cookies before this and were doing pretty well. And the new warehouse got so much natural light that they were like, why don't we name it Sunshine Biscuits? It's very cute. It's very fun. I don't know if that's true, but that's what the internet said was the reason for Sunshine Biscuits. Is this different than Sunshine the Company? I think so. What's Sunshine the Company? The one that owns Cheez-Its. Oh. So I'm, I'm shook. I'm like, wait a second. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we oh. Neither of us know. Well, okay, because I know what happens to Sunshine Biscuits later in my story, but I don't know if it's the same. Well, if it is, then we'll... We'll see. We'll cross this bridge again. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll fight. <laughs> okay, so the year is now 1908, and the company has been doing pretty well, and they've just released a brand new cookie, the Hydrox. Ew. It sounds... Yeah, it sounds like a brand of bleach, but that, like, uh, didn't deter them, and they were like, no, no. <laughs> this is what we're... This is the choice we're making, and we're sticking with it. I love Verve. <laughs> yes, it's called the Hydrox. Um, it's a sandwich cookie with two chocolate cookies and a vanilla cream filling. Doesn't sound familiar. No, never heard of it. 
Um, Hydrox cookies are immediately very popular throughout the Midwest where the company is based. Now, let's fast forward to four years later. It's now 1912. Nabisco has been poking their little noses around in their competitor's business, and they announce out of nowhere that they have invented a brand new cookie described as two beautifully embossed chocolate-flavored wafers with a rich cream filling. The audacity. Yep. That cookie goes by the name of Oreo. <laughs> we, we're we starting off with a controversy. We are. It's a blatant ripoff of the Hydrox cookie. Not even um, subtle. They were they were mad about the liquidation. Yeah, I think so. Well, exactly, because there's like a connection between Nabisco and Sunshine Biscuits. So there's obviously some weird thing going on there, but somehow Nabisco gets away with it. <laughs> and um, they originally retail the Oreo as one of three cookies to be sold together and known as the Trio. The pack included the Oreo biscuit, as we have discussed, the Mother Goose biscuit, which was a high-class biscuit with an image of Mother Goose on one side, and the Veronese biscuit, which was another sweet, hard biscuit, also with a design embossed on the top. Obviously, we know that the other two have kind of disappeared, uh, and the Oreo has become insanely successful. So, if the trio is Destiny's Child, then the Oreo is the Beyonce of the group. Naturally. That's what we've come to learn from this. <laughs> Oreo is Beyonce. Uh, Nabisco filed a trademark for their new cookie right at their creation on March 14th, 1912, and they were granted it on August 12th, 1913. The cookie was originally called the Oreo Biscuit, but it changed in 1921 to Oreo Sandwich, and then it changed again in 1937 to the Oreo Cream Sandwich, and finally once more in 1974, uh, where Nabisco finally settled on the Oreo Chocolate Sandwich Cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Just short, sweet, to the point. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't describe it all. Yeah. Uh, The biscuit design was stamped out by brass rollers. The first design was simple, consisting of the name Oreo with a wreath around the edge. In 1924, the design changed to a ring of laurel leaves, still with the word Oreo in the middle. And in 1952, the design that we see today was introduced, including a circle of four-leaf clovers around the word Oreo, which is set within the trademark sign for Nabisco, a horizontal oval with what looks like an antenna extending out of it. Um, Around the clovers, dashes form a circle, and the outer edge of the cookie is ridged as both a frame for the design and a means of grasping the cookie with more ease. Wow. (laughs) I know. They really thought it out. Um, Now, while all of this is happening, Sunshine Biscuits has still been there this whole time, and they're mad (laughs) about what's going on, naturally. The theft of the Hydrox, a.k.a. the Oreo, sparked a rivalry that has lasted all the way up through today. They are still fighting for competition. Obviously, Nabisco has a patent on the cookie, but Hydrox, like, has their own version. And so there's been, like, inter-company warfare going on between Nabisco and Sunshine Biscuits this whole time. Where, Where is the Sunshine Biscuit Oreo? I will tell you. (laughs) We're getting there. So before we do, in 1923, Jacob Luce of Sunshine Biscuits died, and Nabisco started more aggressively advertising the Oreo in order to knock Hydrox out of the chocolate sandwich cookie market. Wow. And they began putting ads for Oreos on trolley carts advertising the Oreo Twist. 
the move where you twist open the cookie to separate the two parts and then eat like one side or the other, depending on whatever your preference is. Something they would continue. It would. Um, it works incredibly well for them in boosting their sales as well as changing how people eat the cookies. It is estimated that more than 50% of Oreo consumers now twist open the cookie before biting into them. And uh, Do you? I, I was just going to say, I bought a pack of Oreos <laughs> right before this episode for research purposes. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of depends. Sometimes I just bite right into it, but sometimes I twist them in half and will like eat the like filling first and then the cookies. What do you do? Always bite. Really? I you never, never twist them it. open? Wow, you're you. part of the minority. It's, Good for you. It's, it's not the minority. <laughs> An individual. Uh, I am. Oreo soon becomes one of the most popular cookies in America, with Hydrox falling far behind. It did, however, remain popular for a while with Jewish consumers because they were kosher, and Oreos at the time included lard in their cream, so they were not kosher. So people could still have a chocolate cream-filled cookie that was not the Oreo. Um, now, my next little section is called The Return of Hydrox. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So Hydrox hadn't been doing well basically throughout the uh, 20th century because of Oreo's, like, rise to power, so to speak. But in 1996, Keebler purchased Sunshine Biscuits and gave the Hydrox cookie a second shot at life. They re-released the cookie under the new name Droxies, which to me sounds like a like creature out of Harry Potter. <laughs> what is going on? Like, come on. Do you guys know, know any marketing whatsoever? Right, like just give it a totally new name. I get they're trying to like reference the no, original cookie. It didn't work before. It's a bad name. It's a bad name, but they called them Droxies and then sold them. Uh, but once again, they did not do well in competition with the now very well-established Oreo. Duh. Yeah. Um, especially because in 1998, Nabisco removed the lard from their cream, and Oreos are nar <laughs> Oreos are now considered kosher. So the one thing that was like holding Hydrox cookies up above Oreos is now like non-existent. You can have Oreos and have them be kosher at the same time. So they're not doing well. So Droxies were discontinued in 2003, but once again, they refused to die. A man named Elia Kassoff bought the Hydrox cookie rights for his company Leaf Brands and re-released them under their original name. You can buy Hydrox cookies today on Amazon and in some stores. Uh, but the reason that we don't see them very often... Now, this is debated, so... Oh. I will tell you what is believed. Uh, Nabisco seems to see the Hydrox cookie as a huge threat to their own cookie uh, and have been accused of hiding Hydrox cookies on shelves to tank their sales uh, and get the cookie discontinued. I looked into it and it's like very comp complicated as to how they can accomplish this because it has something to do with like how... Some stores will use a separate warehouse to stock the store, and then other stores will, like, manually restock in stores. So it seems like in manually restocked stores, it, the problem doesn't exist as much. But in stores where they, like, get their deliveries from other places, it's easier to hide product. It's very 
strange and confusing, but they have been accused of hiding Hydrox cookies (laughs) so that they don't sell. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, Mondelez, which is the parent company of Nabisco, or at least the Oreo cookie, has denied this claim. Oreo doesn't seem like it needs to resort to petty brand politics, though, because as of 2019, 450 billion Oreo cookies have been sold since being patented in 1912. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. So you can still get Hydrox. They're not as widely available. But if you look at the reviews for Hydrox cookies on Amazon, because I did look, people are very passionate about how they're better than Oreos. So we should try them one day. But I looked at while well, I looked it up to get them for this episode. I was like, how quickly can I get a pack of Hydrox not cookies? Not quickly. Not quickly. And also they only sold in a pack of six. So it was like What? <laughs> yeah. No. You know Amazon is weird about that stuff sometimes. Oh I was like, God. I don't need six packs of no. cookies. That's too many. I know. So I didn't get any. But uh the reviews speak very highly of Hydrox cookies. So hmm. if you want to check it out at some point. Um, Now I just have a couple of fun facts for you before we close out the history of the Oreo cookie. I do love fun facts before we close out the Oreo history of the cookie. We love fun facts. We always do. Mm In 1975, Nabisco released the Double Stuff Oreo, which was the very very first... uh, Actually, that's not true. I was going to say it was the very first, like, different Oreo that wasn't the original type of cookie but in the 20s they released uh like a vanilla and lemon oreo for a Mm. little bit so it's not the first but um it was one of the first like big hits that they released that was different from the original formula you say you but double stuff is the one that i would normally go for because i like the cream filling the best you don't no Interesting. No, I. It's the proportions are so correct in a normal Oreo. <laughs> you get a double stuff, and it's like too much cream. I don't agree. I know, and I people who would like double stuffed are so passionate about double stuff <laughs> that makes no sense. Double stuff is better. It's nope, fine. the original is so good. Anyways, uh, it came out in '75, and it started a long trend of Oreo releasing all these different types of flavors and weird gimmicky things for their cookies, including a couple of my favorites, which I will tell you right now. Um, It includes the Supreme Oreos, which was a collaboration with the brand Supreme. Stop! Yep. I'm pretty sure they're just regular Oreos, but they have the logo logo on them. Oh my God, I'm puking. (laughs) Um, Hot chicken wing and wasabi Oreos. Which were released in China in 2018. Oh, it was a wasabi cookie with a hot chicken wing flavored filling. Come on, that sounds amazing. <laughs> no, that sounds gross. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. It sounds fun. It wasn't released in the U.S. as far as I could tell. Only China. Um, there were also a waffles and syrup flavor of Oreos released, which doesn't sound too bad to me. Firework, which is just a regular Oreo, but it has Pop Rocks mixed into the cream. That's unacceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Swedish Fish flavored Oreos and the Android Oreo, which is just chocolate cookies with green icing and the Android logo on one side of the cookie. So You're forgetting the most important Oreo. Which one? 
There were, there were so many. I only included my like favorite weird ones. Which one are you thinking of? The Chromatica Lady Gaga. Oh my Oreos. god! Of course, of course. I don't know what, how I forgot to write that down. It's unacceptable. And I'm sorry. <sighs> I'm a fake ally. <laughs> <laughs> the Chromatica yes. Oreos changed America. The Chromatica Lady Gaga <laughs> Oreos. I did actually read an article about them, um, but they. It was like. They thought that it tasted bad. They were not in favor <laughs> of the Chromatica Oreos. I mean, I've never had them, but the look is sickening. The look is it, isn't it? It's a pink cookie with green icing, or, or is it reversed? No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're correct. I yeah. think that's what it is. Or like, yeah. col- like green and something like morphed icing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the cookie is pink. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I forgot to include. It's okay. Those. I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm I'm baffled. I'm so sorry. Anyways, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it too. I was like, for sure, she's going to mention that one last. No, I I um, it slipped the tongue. I fully forgot to write it down. <laughs> it's, a, it's okay. Andrew will come for you. He will I'll get a text later. Uh, anyways, in 1985, Oreos officially earned the title of best-selling cookie in the world. Shut up. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, selling more than six billion cookies a year. It's a lot of cookies. Now, I don't know if that means packages or if it means literal individual, individual cookies. It means individual cookies. There's which no way. to me feels like cheating a little bit, but that's that's the Guinness Book of World Records gave them that title. So I mean, we'll accept I, it. Yeah. I think it's just more dramatic. It just sounds yes. bigger. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I think you're right. Um, Oreo has also had different slogans over time. As I said at the beginning, we know it now as Milk's Favorite Cookie. Yes, right? it is. Um, but in 1950, it was, oh, oh, Oreo, which was no. also... <laughs> <laughs> no. It was a phrase and it was like a, a jingle, I think. I don't know what the jingle was. Maybe I can look it up. Were and they then... trying to be auto parts? <laughs> oh, 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 Oreo. Oreo. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, 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 who's that kid with the Oreo cookie? Licking up the creamy middle like she did when she was little. It's hard to hide the kid inside when you're crunching. O-R-E-O. The slogan changed five different times during the 1980s. Uh, they included, for the kid in all of us, America's best loved cookie, the one and only... Who's the kid with the Oreo cookie and Oreo the original twister, which I don't know what that means besides maybe twisting the cookie open. Oh, it seems gotta be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then in 2004, we were introduced to Milk's favorite cookie, which feels a little late, but it, it came about in 2004. Hey. Yeah. Um, I mean, they <laughs> What? We were young. So we it feels late, but it's been our whole lives. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, there's a song that was written by Weird Al Yankovic called The White Stuff, which was a parody of another song, and it was a tribute to the Cookies Cream Center. Parody to The Right Stuff? Yes, that's the one. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, In 2002, a stretch of Ninth Avenue in New York City, where the original factory was located, was renamed Oreo Way to commemorate the cookie. Um, Oreo cookies are vegan, which we know because we have a vegan friend and we know that we can always bring Oreos <laughs> to the gathering so that it is so counterintuitive, though. It really is. You I'm wouldn't like, there's think cream it. in it. No, there's <laughs> no, not. it's hydrogenated it's, stuff. It's oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oil. It's it hydrogenated really oil. It's hydrogenated with oil. White guy. 
Um, and then Oreo recently faced controversy because the Oreo Twitter account <laughs> tweeted that trans people exist after Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, was speaking about how trans people don't exist. Uh, mm. And the Internet called it a divisive cookie because, of course, all of a sudden, everybody who sucks was like i'm never buying oreos again how Trans dare you get don't exist yeah po- politics should stay out of food yeah always that always that um always. but at least we know that oreos are on the Allied. right side of history <laughs> now if we didn't know now we know with chromatica we know with <laughs> lady gaga oreos right the gayest cookie <laughs> the gay america's gayest <laughs> yeah forget milk it's america's gayest cookie <laughs> Oh my god um and that's all i have for you on the oreo i love it i love a good oreo thanks i also love a good oreo not double stuffed double stuff is the best you're crazy hmm <laughs> <laughs> all right josh tell me about jesus i just want to start us off with uh probably one of the greatest things i've ever discovered oh <laughs> and it's a little um sound bite for you <gasps> oh i'm so excited yay I like munching. I like crunching. We like eating Cheez-Its. Great cheese taste in every bite. We like eating Cheez-Its. I like munching. I like crunching. We like eating Cheez-Its. I love the wild taste of cheese. Hey, more Cheez-Its, please. They're great crunching crackers. We like munching. We like crunching. Oh, my God. That's my gift to you. It kept going. What was that? That 33 seconds of just pure joy. I'm going to be singing that randomly forever now. I like... What is it? We like like munching. munching, We we like crunching. crunching. We like eating Cheez-Its. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, it's no secret that I love Cheez-Its. We talked about it earlier. (laughs) I have an addiction to Cheez-Its, and I try not to eat them because... Or not eat them. I try not to get them mm-hmm. because I know if I get them, I will eat an yep. entire box in probably a day or a day and a half. You try not to get them so that you don't eat them. Correct. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't stop myself once they're in the home. I understand. All right. Oh, and right now, I'm, I just wanted to mention, too, that I'm obsessed with the jalapeno ones. Really? Yeah. At the coffee pot down the street where Brie and I go for our <laughs> snacks. Our uh, local watering hole. Our local watering hole. Uh, <laughs> we... <laughs> I love a good hole. Oh, we no. um. I get the jalapeno cheese that's there because oh. they're like, it's like a small bag, so I feel better about getting them, but I'm like, <laughs> they're so tasty. A snack pack. All right, cheese its were invented in 1921. Oh, uh, way earlier than I thought. What does it mean? It's the 100 year anniversary of cheese its Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it so excited. Is. You were clearly so excited. <laughs> like, happy birthday. A hundred years. Cheez-Its. You're older than Betty White. Like, good for yeah, you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's a perspective. You know what that means? You have to eat a lot of cheeses this year in celebration as their number one fan. Brianna, <laughs> don't put that into my head. <laughs> okay, so yes, invented in 1921 by the Green and Green Company in oh. Dayton, Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Dayton, Ohio, I read at the time, not anymore, was the patent capital of the USA. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. oh, okay. But apparently a lot of factories and a lot of people invented and patented in Dayton, Ohio. Come on, Ohio. But I, like, Googled it now. I was like, what's the 
Manhattan, capital USA or whatever. And it's like California. It's like other places mm. now. But I believe Ooh. at the time, I know, come on, California. <laughs> well, also they're inventing every day. It's Silicon Valley's over there. Yes. Um, so they were, the company Green and Green was already really good at making baked crackers. <laughs> at the time, they, fun fact, actually, they had supplied 6.5 million pounds of crackers to the U.S. military during World War One. Wow. I know. That's a lot of crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Why don't you come over and <laughs> crack me sometime? But the world would not be ready for the greatest cracker to ever mm. exist. Cheez-Its. <laughs> Saltines. <laughs> no! I thought, like, in the beginning of, you know, Cheez-Its or whatever, it would be called, like, baked cheddar snack cracker. No, sure. it was patented as Cheez-It in really? 1921. First thing, first name. Wow, ahead of their time. A home run right away. <laughs> they, we love it. We love it. Um, they patented it also in 1921. And while they may be baked with real cheese, which Cheez-It will let you know that mm-hmm. very blatantly. They do. It's on the box. <laughs> it's on the box because they just really want you to know. Yeah. Um, it is not the first ingredient and it's not the second ingredient. <laughs> What's the first and second ingredient? The first ingredient is enriched flour. Uh-huh. Which makes sense. Makes sense. The second ingredient is vegetable oil. Oh. Which is why cheeses are so greasy. Yeah. It makes so much sense. I, I almost expected it to be sugar, though, because oh. we put so much sugar in everything that I'm almost happier that it's in oil and not sugar. But, like, the cheese ingredient is so far down that it, like, it's, like, halfway down. Maybe a little less than that. That's a Didn't you bold say it's statement. a third? No. Oh. I lied. Oh. I looked at the actual box, um, and it's a little further down. But, to be honest, I'm just qualifying. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> Jesus is coming for me. Yeah. I, uh, it, there were a lot of parentheses. You know, mm-hmm. they say enriched flour, and then in parentheses, it's wheat flour, and, and this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and this, and this, and this, and this. And it's like, oh, okay. So it looked halfway down the ingredients list, but maybe it wasn't actually halfway down the ingredients maybe. list. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> also, important ingredient in cheese it that I didn't even know about is paprika. That is what gives it a, an important part of the flavor. Without the paprika, like, it wouldn't taste like a cheese it. Did you know that paprika is just powdered bell pepper? Well, I know now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that fun fact. You're so welcome. Wait, is that true? Yes. <gasps> We're learning so much. We're learning so much. Thank you, Bob. Anyways. Wow. So powdered bell pepper is in cheese it You heard it here first, okay? <laughs> Before we continue, though, I have to talk about a controversy. The cheese it? Are you texting? No, uh, I'm double checking if paprika is pepper. Are you kidding me right now? I was so sure. I'm pretty positive, but I didn't want to. Your phone isn't off during this podcast. No, it was. <laughs> is paprika bell pepper? Yes, it is. Okay, back to airplane mode. Before we continue, I have to talk about a controversy. The cheese it isn't square. What? It's 24 millimeters by 26 <gasps> millimeters. Oh, no. Isn't that just the worst news you've heard all year? That is. They're liars. Yeah, 2021's been a hard year already, but <laughs> knowing that a cheese it isn't square is really just grinding my mm-hmm. gears. The icing on the cake. The, the icing on the cake. The salt on the cheese it And I learned, too. Like, I was, like, I watched the baking process or whatever of the cheese it <laughs> Of course you did. Of course I did. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> and the hole in the center of the cheese it mm-hmm. I didn't know this. And I think this is true for all crackers that have, like, little, like, mm-hmm. perforated marks, is to, like, 
uh, release pressure and air while it's baking. I knew that. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know it for cheese it specifically, but I knew it for crackers because uh, I bake like sort of frequently. Oh, yeah. And so if you're making crackers, they say poke little holes so that they don't get like super puffy. Puffy, yeah. yeah. So they remain flat. Yeah. I didn't know that. I learned that today. <laughs> So Sunshine Foods, this is where I was mm-hmm. like questioning Brianna. I think they must be different. Yes, because it's Sunshine Biscuit Company. Yeah. yeah, and then they were purchased by Keebler, so they don't exist anymore. It's It would just be Keebler. So it's the same company. Sunshine oh. acquires Green and Green in 1932. Keebler acquires <gasps> Sunshine in 1996. Oh, so it is So it was owned same. by the same company. So who owns Keebler now? Is it Kellogg. Nabisco? Kellogg, okay. So Kellogg acquired Keebler in 2001. They don't still have the rights, as Bree said, to the Hydrox, the Hydrox cookie, cookie yeah. but still great. We love <laughs> great. it. We're all caught up. Good. <laughs> yeah, Kellogg doesn't have to compete with Nabisco, owned no. by M. Mondelez. Mon- Mondelez. <laughs> Mondelez. Cheese It uh, starts the Get Your Own Box campaign in 2002. Oh. Yeah, it just put it on the back of the box. It was like, you know, it just was... Get um, your own. Uh, it eased my guilt <laughs> of eating an entire box of cheese. It's making other people get their own. Okay. It was for people like me. It was like a selfish thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're going to want an entire box. Yeah, it's, this, it's the same as, like, any of those, like, you know, you can't eat just one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cheese it didn't really change that much in all of its years. I think you kind of experienced <laughs> the same thing with Oreo. Yeah. Was that they didn't really kind of come up with like new things except for the very beginning you said. Yeah. Until like much later. And that kind of happened with Cheese It too. Uh, but they did release Cheese It Grooves in 2014. I love Cheese It Grooves. Which I can't remember who it was, but I remember being in college mm-hmm. and someone being like did you hear about Cheese It Grooves? And I was like, I've never <laughs> Not, heard of Cheese It Grooves. Did you hear about Cheese It Grooves? Well, because they knew I loved Cheese It's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never heard of Cheese It Grooves. And then I'm pretty sure I went to the store and was like, <gasps> Cheese It Grooves. Dare I say I like Cheese It Grooves more than regular Cheese It's? Oh my God. Yeah, I know. They're really strong, though. They are really strong. But if you get the right flavor, oh, they're good. Yeah, in a good way. You can just smell your upper lip for the rest of the day. Oh, my God. It's true. That's so rude. It's not rude. It's fact. Whatever. Keep going. <laughs> uh, Cheez-It launched Cheez-It Snapped, another version of Cheez-It, in mm-hmm. 2019. Recent. Recent. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which I... Have you had Cheez-It Snapped? I don't know. It's like... Uh, it's kind of really hard to explain. It's like a more, like, melty cracker. And it's like like almost chip shaped. I have oh. gotten them and brought them home before I don't from the store. Think that I have unless I've tried yours. Yeah. It's, but I, I don't there, it is exactly like a specific thing, but I can't remember that thing right now, so it doesn't matter. All I can think of is those Ritz popped chips where it's like a weird hybrid of cracker and chip and pita. Exactly they're that. Super weird. That is cheese it. Um, snapped? Snapped. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they're cheese flavored. It's like popped, but it's it's cheese flavored. And I think they're also a little flavored like the cheese it grooves, but not mm-hmm. as strong. They like got some Weird. fun flavors for it or whatever. Weird. Yeah. Wow. And breaking news. <laughs> February of 2021. Oh my God. They released cheese it popcorn. <gasps> Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, but that's your dream. Love both of those I things. I love popcorn and I love Cheez-Its. <laughs> and I almost ordered it, but I didn't. 
<laughs> I couldn't. Anyway, that's crazy. This um, whole episode is a is a we almost did something and then didn't <laughs> episode. I, we can't order everything we talk about I on know, this podcast. I know, I know. All right, the amount of Cheez-It flavors gives me hives. So in, uh, instead of telling you all the different kinds, we're going to play my new favorite game called Is This a Cheez-It Flavor? You always come up with games. I are you ready? I should have played this game with mine because there are so many Oreo flavors. Well, I came up with it first. You did. I am ready. Go ahead. Okay. Wasabi. Real. No. <gasps> but there are wasabi Oreos, as we learned. I know. <laughs> Pizza. Real. Yes. Oh, oh, you get one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo wing. No. Yes. I'm so bad at this. Okay. Mighty cheddar. Yes. No. Are you kidding me? It is. It is like rockin' cheddar or something like that. That was a trick question. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> oh my god. The titular cheese it brie. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to throw it in there. Come on, Thank Brie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Italian four cheese. Yes. Yes. I felt like that was too specific. Fair point. <laughs> For you to make Game over. Perfect. You get two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> how many and how many questions were there? Uh, five, six. Incredible. I failed. You failed. Yeah. You, you definitely got an F. It's just because they make so many flavors of everything now. I know. I was like, every, everything has to be real because... There were, well, there was a list of like 30 flavors. And so yeah. I was like, this game's going to be so easy. That was Oreo. It was like the mystery flavor is actually churro and there's watermelon. It was... Yeah. It's what happens when you have such a like long-standing company with a stable product like yeah. that. You're going to... You can't get new customers because people who love Oreos love Oreos. <laughs> yeah. So you need to come up with crazy flavors to make the people who are, like, tired of Oreos happy. Yeah. Or get new people to be like, oh, I've never heard of that flavor. Let me get it. Right. Anyway, <laughs> now I have to talk about the worst rivalry of all time. Oh. Cheez-Its versus cheese nips. Mm-hmm. There's a very strong uh, fan base for either one. It's like Android and Apple. It is. But like Android and Apple, Apple is a lot more popular <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Billy. Uh-huh. When was the last time you had a cheese nip? I don't know. A long time ago. I don't exactly. I, well, I was gonna say I don't buy cheese nips or cheese its that often, to be honest. I've been betrayed. <laughs> Not that I don't like them, I just don't buy them very frequently. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know if our, our local Sea Town has cheese nips. I really nips. have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I only look for cheese its <laughs> I was reading an article uh, posted by the Tampa Bay Times about this. Oh, and the writer asked not his the Tampa Bay Times. Tampa Bay Times. <laughs> <laughs> the writer asked his coworkers this question. Mm-hmm. Do you have any passionate cheese nip fans on staff? And one person said, Does anyone eat them at all? <laughs> So rude. And another person said, I was thrown by the word passionate. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, it is strange to be passionate about a cheese cracker. Yeah. Yeah. But also cheese nibs. (laughs) Come on, girl. (laughs) Nobody wants your cheese nibbles. Oh, stop it. Sorry. (laughs) This episode sponsored by cheese nibs. (laughs) No, never. In 2018, Bon Appetit rated cheese crackers and Cheez Its was number one. Really? Cheese nips. Number seven. <laughs> oh, wow, not even a second option. A no. seventh option. Seventh. Annie's was above cheese. I mean, Annie's are good. Have yeah. you had Annie's? No, they're so good. They're good. They're so good. They're like that snack that you're like, oh, but it's healthier. No, it's not. No, it's not healthier, but it is every time I babysit, I'm like, what snack can I have that I would like? Annie's. Annie's little bunny crackers. Always little bunny crackers. Yeah. 
Now for my favorite section, miscellaneous. In 2006, <laughs> former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg led uh. a charge, slash Democratic nominee, <laughs> led a charge to ban trans fats from New York City restaurants. Good. In 2007, he was photographed with a bag of Cheez-Its on his desk. Oh, and they the have trans audacity. fats. Well, here's the drama. So <laughs> Cheez-Its can, uh, the FDA approved that you don't have to label trans fats on your nutrition facts if it's less than 0.5 grams. Oh. So Cheez-Its has trans fats, but they don't label it because it's less than 0.5 grams. Sneaky. So, of course, all the news sources were like, we see right through you, Mike Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. They took that picture and they said, this you? That's like, that's like <laughs> Trump in the Coke bottle recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, the, it kind the, of is. With the Coke boycott and then it was on his desk. It Wait, it's literally that. Yeah. <laughs> but a little more subtle because, yeah. like, Mike Bloomberg was probably like, well, these are not trans fats. <laughs> it's not labeled. <laughs> it's not labeled. Yeah. Uh, um, also containing hydrogenated soybean oil, mm, which delicious. I think is the source of the trans fat. Probably. I don't know. I'm just obsessed with how petty everyone is over a bag of Jesus. Yes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we love to see of it. Of course. Also, Kellogg was sued because they're whole grain Cheez-Its. Sewed? Sewed. Oh, no. Because they're whole grain Cheez-Its. <laughs> uh, labeled the first ingredient as enriched flour. And that's not whole grain? Question it, mark? No. Oh. If it was whole grain flour, it would be labeled as whole grain flour. I the see. enriched flour in parentheses is whole grain, whole grain, mm-hmm. whole grain flour plus this and this and this and this and this. So you can't uh, call that whole grain cheese it when the enriched flour is still the same as on a regular cheese it. Wow. So they got sued. <laughs> they got sued. Uh huh. And then it went um, and got appealed, and then they got resued because they re... It doesn't matter. They were sued. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In 2019, Kellogg created a scavenger hunt that led to a hidden bunker filled with a year's supply of Cheez-Its, a TV, a pair of headphones, and gift cards. And where was I? Not not a, like, man cave where, (laughs) like... What? I know. A well, literal bunker where you just disappear and survive off of Jesus? Well, the funny thing is, is that you don't get the bunker. It's Everything's just... Everything's it's a storage just in, room. It's a storage room. That sounds like a, a publicity stunt, if I've ever heard one. Well, it was. Yes. Duh. <laughs> Zuh, zaddy. Today, the Kellogg factory in Battle Creek, Michigan, <laughs> love a shout out, makes 200 million pounds of Cheez-Its every year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or 8 billion crackers. As oh Bree said, we like to measure by... We like by... to count each individual <laughs> each, item. It makes it sound better. Yeah. <laughs> um, and on that little video that I watched earlier, uh, the way they make them is they put it on a conveyor belt of uh, a larger than a football field oven. <laughs> and it rides through <laughs> to bake. Oh my god, it's like a Quizno sub. <laughs> Great ending. <laughs> And that's all I have for you. Oh my god! Not thanks, like a Josh. Quiz no sub. How do? Uh, and thank you so much for listening. If you have any theme suggestions for us, send them over to thingamabobpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at thingamabobpodcast or on Twitter at thingamabobpod. While you're there, give us a follow and please subscribe to our show on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or wherever you like to listen. 
please leave us a review. It really helps us show up on the iTunes charts and new and recommended pages. Make sure to join us next week in a new segment where I braid Josh's hair and we play Kiss, Mary Kill. And thank you so much for joining us because now we are all two things smarter. Bing and Bob!